Hey, this is Paul Durbin. I'm the pastor of Belay Church in beautiful Boulder, Colorado, and this is our podcast. I pray today's message gives you what you need to reach higher heights and help others do the same. There's a small village in eastern Turkey called Sart. You've probably not heard of it because there's only about 5,000 people who currently call it home, and its population has been shrinking the past few years. But it hasn't always been that way for Sart. A few thousand years ago, it was one of the most important cities around, and it was even a seat of government during both the Persian Empire and the Roman Empire. In those days, it went by the name of Sardis, which is one of the seven cities that Jesus addresses in the book of Revelation. So what made Sardis so strategic that it was a seat of power for more than one empire? Well, it was built on a hill so steep that its defenses seemed impregnable. In other words, most people passing by would have to, you know, look up at the city and they'd be so impressed by its height and its walls, they would have thought no one could ever take over this city. But the city was taken over a couple of times, and that's why it was the seat of power for more than one empire. How was it taken over? Well, when enemy troops scaled the cliff and the city wall by night, they found that the Sardisians hadn't set a night guard. Everyone was sleeping. The city was completely dependent on its reputation and its appearance to protect them. They just figured that no one would attack. But that plan didn't work. Not only that, but during the time when Jesus was just a teenager, about 17 AD, Sardis was devastated by an earthquake, proving that the city was not only unprotected from enemy invasion, but they also couldn't defend themselves from what we would call an act of God. Well, after the earthquake, the city was repaired and restored, but the memory of being taken over and the memory of being destroyed by an earthquake earthquake would have been fresh in the collective memory of the city at the time the book of Revelation was written. So with that backdrop, listen to what Jesus says to the church in Sardis. To the angel of the church in Sardis write, these are the words of him who holds the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. Now pause for a moment. Jesus is saying to the church in a city that thought it was the protector and defender of the region, He says, and and allow me to paraphrase a bit, Jesus says, hey, I'm the one who holds and protects my church and my people. Church, don't think for a second that it's your city or your nation that ultimately protects you. That can all change in an instant. All right, let's keep reading. To the angel of the church in Sardis write, these are the words of him who holds the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. I know your deeds. You have a reputation of being alive, but you are dead. Wake up. Strengthen what remains and is about to die, for I have found your deeds unfinished in the sight of my God. Remember, therefore, what you have received and heard. Hold it fast and repent. But if you do not wake up, I will come like a thief, and you will not know at what time I will come to you. Yet you have a few people in Sardis who have not soiled their clothes. They will walk with me dressed in white, for they are worthy. The one who is victorious will, like them, be dressed in white. I will never blot out the name of that person from the book of life, but will acknowledge that name before my Father and his angels. Whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Just as the city of Sardis slept while the enemy was scaling the cliffs to attack and take over, Jesus is pointing out that the church in Sardis is sleeping too. I've titled this message, Sardis, Wake Up, and I'd like to talk about three realities that Sardis and we have got to wake up to. Here's the first reality. A good reputation can be a bad thing. 
A good reputation can be a bad thing. The city of Sardis had a reputation for being impregnable. That's the word that many historians use for it. It was a place that no one could conquer. The reputation was so good that even they believed it. So rather than being vigilant, they slept while an enemy attacked. And that can happen when we have a good reputation. Our focus can shift. We can be tempted to shift from doing what we did to get the good reputation and shift to doing what is necessary to simply maintain that reputation. Imagine a church has, an, has amazing times of live worship and imagine the great music comes from the fact that lives are being changed, the city is being impacted, and people are truly falling in love with Jesus. In other words, great times of worship are flowing out of the great ministry that is happening in the life of the church. Now, imagine they begin to take notice of their reputation. They realize they've got the best music in town, so now their focus shifts. Now, they're convinced they need to maintain the great music, buy bigger and better stuff, you know, etc., etc. But they forget to keep working on the very things that got them there. Change lives, following the voice of God, staying in step with the Spirit. Jesus says to a church like that, and he says to each of us, wake up. Wake up and realize that a good ear and a good eye toward him is better than a good reputation amongst men. And this is the first reality we need to wake up to. A good reputation can be a bad thing. Here's the second thing that they needed to wake up to and we need to wake up to. The work isn't finished yet. The work isn't finished yet. Revelation chapter 3 verses 2 to 3 says, Wake up, strengthen what remains and is about to die, for I have found your deeds unfinished in the sight of my God. Remember therefore what you have received and heard. I'd like to suggest that the church in Sardis had received an assignment from God concerning the work he wanted to do through them in Sardis. And like many who give of their time and money or in vocational or volunteer ministry, they just figured they'd already done enough. You know, hey God, we're here, aren't we? You know, it's not easy being a Christian in this culture, you know, Sardisians have their own gods and ideas. And listen, God, we're doing all we can just to maintain a good reputation. And just look at all the stuff we did just to get us to this place. You see, based on Jesus' words in Revelation, it seems that the Sardisians figured they'd already done enough. But Jesus says, wake up, because you're not finished. I like what the Apostle Paul says in Acts chapter 20. I consider my life worth nothing to me, my only aim is to finish the race and complete the task the Lord has given me, the task of testifying to the good news of God's grace. The reason I like this verse is because it reminds me that this is a task that will never be finished as long as I'm alive. Every morning that we wake up, the task of testifying to the good news of God's grace is still before us. It's not complete yet. And there's many who have no concept of the grace of God, and they still need to hear it proclaimed and see it demonstrated in our lives. So may God wake us up and keep us awake to this reality. The work isn't finished yet. And here's the third reality that they and we need to wake up to. Eternity is at stake. Eternity is at stake. You know, do you realize something? Jesus gave the church in Sardis the harshest critique of all the churches listed in Revelation. Think of what he said to this church. He said, you're dead or just about dead and I'm coming like a thief, and if you're not careful, you might miss my, arri my arrival. Those are serious words. So listen, church, if we put our faith in our reputation for being a person or church of great faith, then our faith is no longer in Jesus, it's in our reputation, and this is not saving faith. Or how about this, if we have faith in some work we did in the past, 
that again, our faith is no longer in Jesus. Our faith is in the work of our own hands. This is also not saving faith. So what is saving faith? Saving faith is repenting of our tendency to put our faith and our reputation or the work of our hands and then turning to and putting our faith in Jesus alone. Why? Well, eternity is at stake. Revelation chapter 3 verses 5 and 6 says, The one who is victorious will, like them, be dressed in white. I will never blot out the name of that person from the book of life, but will acknowledge that name before my Father and his angels. Whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Do you hear the call of Jesus? He's calling us to wake up to three realities. Reality one, a good reputation can be a bad thing. Jesus said to the church in Sardis, I know your deeds. You have a reputation of being alive, but you're dead. May the same not be said of us. May the reputation we enjoyed in the past not dictate or control our future. And may our present reputation simply be that of one who listens to and obeys the voice of Jesus. Reality two, the work isn't finished yet. Jesus said to the church in Sardis, wake up, strengthen what remains and is about to die, for I have found your deeds unfinished in the sight of my God. As long as we have breath, there is still a call on each of our lives to proclaim and represent the grace and truth found in Jesus. Reality three, eternity is at stake. Jesus said to the church in Sardis, the one who is victorious will be dressed in white. I will never blot out the name of that person from the book of life, but will acknowledge that name before my father and his angels. That's how serious this letter to the church in Sardis is. And it's why we as believers need to heed its words as well because eternity is at stake. If you've fallen asleep, well, it's time to wake up and do something for me, would you? Write a one-line prayer in the comments below. Simply write, Lord, wake me up. Amen. And thanks so much for joining us today. If you've enjoyed the podcast, I invite you to subscribe, share it with your friends, and visit us anytime at belay.church or on social media at Belay Church. Thanks again for listening. God bless.